Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. We are in week five of the Story of My Life series, uh, and this week we are talking about the quick test. And uh, so think about it. This morning, as you got up and every morning, there's certain things that you do that are tasks to make sure that our things are, are all right before you head out the door. Uh, maybe you, you wake up, you brush your teeth. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Uh, you make sure that you take your vitamins, your medication. That's a test. Did I do that? Did I turn off the coffee pot before I left? Uh, did you make sure, if you're like me, you put on your left sock first, then your left shoe, then your right sock, then your right shoe? I didn't say these tests are, are, are make any sense. I just say these are things that we do to stay sane and to keep our lives going. And these are things that we check on ourselves to see how are we doing, how are things going. And we, the, the point of, the, of this doing this quick test is to know this about our lives. Is our story moving toward love or away from love? And that's the biggest test out of anything that we can be doing with our lives. And can we, let's read one more time out of Galatians 5, 22 and 20 through 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And, um, you know, as, as Pastor Claire was talking about, some of these things, parts in the fruit of the Spirit are easier than others. And some of the things we would just like to just leave, just leave somewhere else, in, in the closet somewhere. And, and uh, yet yeah, the thing that's, that's funny is, you know, whenever you do a message, of course, you're speaking to yourself before you're speaking to anybody else. But then when you're doing it together, you have the opportunity that when you sit down, you're saying, Man, this is going on in my life, and this is testing me, uh, man. And, and usually with right. us, it's, it's something that has to do with our kids because more difficult than even the things of the world coming on us is having patience when it has to do with things that are happening with our kids. And uh, I know many of us feel that way, but, but we, we have to discover the ways that we can move towards love. And what a wonderful way for us to follow is to be using this uh, as a quick test. And whether you're a lifelong Christ follower, a seeker, which really we're all seekers, or someone who has not yet begun their faith journey, your story is moving towards or away from love. But practically speaking, what does that look like? What are the ways that we look backward or inward each and every day to see how we're doing? The great news with that is that we know that through, through Christ that we have the helper who is the Holy Spirit to walk us through these things. Isn't that good? Because if we tried to do all that stuff on our own, I mean, we would, we would fail, we'd get frustrated, we think it is not worth patience, it's not worth trying to grow in love, it's not worth any of this. But when we know that the Holy Spirit is our helper, how good is that? And the scripture is a reminder to us that we have this power within us. It's a great quick test, set of data points for us to follow. So I, I know there's, there's several things that tend to frustrate me, and, and maybe this will, will stir something up in you as well. Think about how is our joy when we are backed up on the freeway? Uh, uh, yes, oh, I'm so grateful to be stuck in this tin can around all these cars that aren't moving. I, we, uh, I was thinking about this We. Um, I was in a meeting uh, with Matt on Thursday, and driving that way, driving to, towards uh, Eaton in uh, Galesburg, and as I'm driving, all the lanes are stopped, and I finally, the right lane opens up, so I go, 
And as soon as I get moving, the joy of the Lord filled me as an Audi from Illinois cut me off. I just felt God's presence in that moment. It was so self-control. Joyful. Oh, self-control. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I told Matt that I, thankfully I was in the car by myself as the words that were flowing for me of, of just exhortation to that driver were coming up. How was our patience with an angry three-year-old? I, I don't know how many of you ever had that. You have the terrible twos, and then you have the threes that just grow on the twos, and it's just wonderful. Do we have that picture of our, of our wonderful patience with our angry three-year-old? Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yes, I could never grow a beard, but that probably would have been me at that time. And then think about how is our gentleness with a uh, prickly customer service rep when we're on the phone or when we're in Target. And my kids checked me on this one time. They noticed that in times when I was in particular stores and the customer service wasn't so wonderful, my phrase that I was using for a while there was, thanks for nothing. And, uh, you know, when your kids see that you've done that a few times, it's like, okay. So it's been a decade since I've used that in public. But, of course, what do you think my kids bring up, like, every time we get together for dinner? It's, it's that. Thanks for nothing. Exactly. And so, tr- you know, trust me, I've asked those questions of myself almost daily. And the key for us is to remind ourselves that we have this fruit in abundance if only we draw closer to God in our walk with him. Uh, but we need to check up on ourselves from time to time. And then, so think about this. What is our responsibility to produce fruit? Let's read together out of John 15, verse 4. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. So it's our job to find ways to grow and to remain in God and allow that power to work within us. So my friend Matt Lynn right here. Hello, Matt Lynn. (laughs) Thank you for something. Yes, thank you. Hey. Um, you know, he's been, he and, and his wonderful wife and kids have been a part of Crossroads Church for two decades. Mm-hmm. You are old, dude. I know. But it. I'm older, so it's all right. <laughs> but you, right out of college, you came here for the first time. And then later on, uh, when you made the best decision of your life. And, and, that is and, true. Uh, it's, and we both, we both married up. So that's a big thing we have Amen. in common. Way up. Yes, yeah, so we both married up, so that's a good thing. Um, so they've been a part of, you know, and their careers are all about service. Amanda as a teacher, Matt as the VP of a community impact for United Way at Battle Creek Kalamazoo region. But they serve here, and you can see it, it just flows from their kids, their love for people and their service. Um, and for about nine years, I've had the honor of volunteering for Matt and with Matt with United Way. And one of the great things is that I've learned from Matt is the ways that we can use data uh, to determine the great needs of our community and where they can make the most impact. And as Matt reminds me all the time, that only the things that are measured actually get accomplished. Make sure that you heard that. Only Mm. the things that are measured actually get accomplished. So, Matt, um, I know there's, there's parts of your life and in the intensity of your work that your, your, your work, is, it spills over to your life, and your life spills over to your work. So tell us a little about the ways that, that you've just grown up in all those things. Yeah, well, absolutely. And uh, certainly to reinforce, uh, Don's been an educator for me as well over the last nine years. I've been fortunate and blessed to uh, work side by side with him, and I think that's only just grown beyond just friendship to brotherhood. 
as well. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I'm glad I shaved this morning. (laughs) So um, in thinking about this, so when we talk about the fruits of the Spirit, first and foremost, um, you liken it to the fact that these really serve as a dashboard for everyday living. Um, We recognize that when you look at that list of all of those nine things, that it can be a little bit overwhelming and daunting to look at. And the, the assurity is that uh, we recognize we do not have these in abundance all the time, right? That given circumstances, given different situations, that at any point in time, any one or two of those become more apparent based on the situation and the circumstance that we're in. Yeah. Um, but here's the beautiful thing, that Jesus himself was the representation of the data of how we uh, exemplify those all the time. That's our aspiration, right? That's our trigger to say that we could be like that. But in our human condition, if I can have one or two of those, I'm doing something really very yeah, well. Yeah, one, one at a time. The whole thing is <laughs> too much. Yeah. It is. Your head would explode. Uh, yeah. So I know everybody's really inspired about data. Doesn't that just, those four Woo-hoo! letters? Is, yes. But uh, it starts, it's important to start with understanding why is data important. Number one, data is access to information, right? So Uh, Think about driving and think about the car that you have. And how many times do you look at your dashboard on your car? I check my speed, I check my gas, I check my mileage. So I'm constantly influxing and inputting this information that's critical for me to know and understand along my journey. So that's where that data starts. It's about the awareness that exists of the external environment, all the things that are going on around me. I've got this, this red light that looks like an engine on my dashboard. Is that important? Should I pay attention There's to that? There's data on where to get that fixed. Oh, okay, thank you. Know you. I was just checking. Absolutely, right, man. You. That's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so data also helps us in terms of our decision-making. Um, so it gives us the information that we need based on our current situation to be able to choose how do I respond and how do I move. I think the beautiful thing about this is that if you think about the fruits of the Spirit, it lays out like a menu, Mm -hmm. right? And when I go somewhere, I'm able to choose from that menu. So any circumstance that maybe I'm facing in my life or the life of those around me, I'm able to say which one of these is most important at this particular point in time for me to exemplify. Mm -hmm. And then number three, it gives us the ability to understand our capacity and our capability to perform. This is about self-awareness, right? And it's knowing my situation, knowing my environment, and then being ready to act when it comes. So if there's a situation that I come up against that I need to show love, I can dig into that resource bank and be able to pull that out and say, this is my love dashboard that I need to show right now, or self-control Patience, which I have in abundance, so that's why we're friends, because he doesn't. <laughs> so, this, <laughs> so this fruit gives us the ability to act. Amen. That's, that's really good. Absolutely. Yeah, really good. So, um, you know, I just want to stop day. that before he kept picking <laughs> on me. So. so here's the other thing, right? So think about how many megabytes of information, billions and billions, you process on an any given day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, no wonder you're tired every day. <laughs> Because you're processing this stuff on a consistent basis. So if you wonder, why am I exhausted every day? That's it, because of what (laughs) God gave you as this computer. That's right. So how does data help us in terms of the fruits? So number one, it gives us clarity in terms of a status and circumstance. So dealing with a challenging boss or a coworker, 
I may not necessarily want to exemplify fruits of the spirit at that point in time, right? But that gives me the ability through clarity and understanding the circumstance that I'm in, how do I choose? So I may have to show self-control, even though I don't want to, but that's the spirit in me saying, no, you need to, at this point in time, exemplify that. Mm -hmm. Number two, it gives us clarity of trends. So trends are important in data and information because we need to understand how to endure through things, Mm. the endurance level that we have to put into place. So understanding trends, the everything, how do I measure that consistently? Mm -hmm. As I show love constantly, how am I doing in my trending? How am I doing in building up for the long haul to say it's not about just today Mm -hmm. to show any one of those fruits, it's a lifetime. Mm -hmm. The best example of this I can think of is when we think about Mother Teresa. And the fact that Mother Teresa endured for a lifetime Mm -hmm. and people were awestruck by her, but she understood her data. She understood her trends. She understood the environment she was in and knew how to be able to shuffle, mix, and match in order to be at any given time. I'm not going to wear myself out trying to run through all nine of these. Today, it's this. Tomorrow, it's that. Two days from now, it's this. So understanding the trending is important. And then number three, also understanding my trajectory. My trajectory, when you talk about data, is about looking at am I moving in the right direction? So are we moving in the right direction in terms of our trajectory, utilizing the fruits of the Spirit? Mm. When I think about Paul, and I think about what Paul wrote constantly in any of his letters to the church or church leaders, he always said this, know your trajectory by knowing when to move, when to wait, when to step back, when to push forward. To put it in other terms, if anybody likes Kenny Rogers, (laughs) you got to know when to hold them. No when to fold. Did anybody know Kenny Rogers was a pastor? I didn't until this, but that's it. You got to count your money when you're sitting at the table. Wasn't that your dad's favorite song? That was my dad's yeah, favorite song, thought, yeah. absolutely. But it's that in terms of my trajectory and being able to measure on any given day, on any given circumstance, am I moving in the right direction? Does that make sense? Yeah. So a big example for me, Don and I were talking about clarity of it. So I think about the fact that at this church, we have a significant ministry around our food pantry. Can you throw up a picture? Do we got a picture of that? So the Bread of Life Food Pantry. So let me, let me give you the, how data helps to drive the action and results in this capacity. So number one, what do we know? Well, we know that in Calhoun County, statistically, 13.9% of our population is food insecure, meaning that they do not have enough food in their home to adequately be able to provide three meals a day. And tragically enough, when we talk about nearly 17% of all children not knowing where their next meal is coming from. These are the statistics that we have right now in our community. So one out of seven for households, one out of five for children. So here's our data. Here's what we need to know. The church took that data and made a conscious decision to say, we are going to be about feeding hungry people. Not just spiritually, but physically, right? So that's a big one to say thank you to the church using data to influence influence the way that we're gonna we're gonna now um, impact this particular issue. So how do we go on to look at that? From my perspective and the work I do, so I work on the back end. So I work with organizations like 211. 
who accepts referrals from families who are calling saying, I need food. Where can I go to get food? And United Way supports that work, so I get a chance to work with them closely. We also work with the food bank, who also provides pounds of food. So the money we get goes to them. They procure pounds of food. And then that food comes back to the Bread of Life food pantry. Mm -hmm. So data driven by trends, driven by trajectory, creates action. Mm -hmm. And here's the outcome of that action. Over 150 families every month are served That's right. by this. 150 families served. So we are impacting how many families are fed. We're impacting food insecurity, children making sure they know where their next meal is coming from. Ultimately, getting back to how does this church exemplify our fruits of the Spirit. Amen? Yeah, that's good. That's, that's so good. I, you know, you think about this and you think, oh, you know, you hear data and you think, oh, that's just, uh, what do we need to deal with data for? It's just numbers, it's just all these things. But what you talked about, about data helping us understand trends and trajectory. And I think about, um, when you think about trends, and it reminds us of where we've been. And it reminds us that God has sustained us through things, and we can move on to the next part of our life. Um, many times, sometimes just when I'm working with Matt in United Way or when I'm speaking, um, I wear my grandfather's shoes. And I wear my grandfather's shoes to remind me of what he lived through and the time of life he endured. A lot of times, just the fact that he endured his six children and they lived to tell about it later on. But it reminds me, and, and the uh, 780 grandchildren, however many of us there are, and something the shoes like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these shoes weren't that old. They may have actually gone to one wedding, but they were still his. So they, it reminds me. But, you know, it's re- remembering God's goodness in his life which reminds me of God's goodness in my life. And if I think about that trend, it helps me to get past the bumps and the really difficult, painful things in my life. Because I can see that the trend of my God is, is, he, is God is good, mm-hmm. and God loves us, and God gives us the ability to grow and to be transformed and to feel love and to move on. And so when you think about the things that Matt just told us, um, how do you think that most people would measure their spiritual growth? And do you think that most people take much time thinking about it at all? Um, but it's so important for us to do a spiritual inventory daily, weekly, quarterly, yearly, whatever it is, to remind ourselves of the times and the places of God's goodness, of difficulty, and where we can go from there when we continue on with the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And for us to look at our lives, to say that we are living it to the full in our families, in our work or school, and in our relationship with others, we remember those trends and the goodness and the goodness of our God. And remember that the best judgment of how we are doing with our lives is how we love others and how we love God. Your story is either moving toward love or away from it. With all the choices that you have in your relationships and the things that you're going to do with your life, right there is a thing. Let's stop and think about this. Am I moving toward love or am I moving away from it? You know, a powerful piece, Don, as I think about that when you and I were talking, um, is not to necessarily just let data and information just sit on the shelf, Mm -hmm. but actually also look for evidence Mm 
mm. in that. And the fact that it, the Bible does in Malachi 3.10, you know, God said, test me in this. He was talking about bringing all of the tithes to the storehouse. Yeah. I think so people can be fed. And he actually said in that verse, test me in this mm-hmm. and see if I won't throw open the floodgates. Yeah. So there'd be food for everybody in abundance. So, yeah. you know what? It's not just about knowing the information. Yeah. It's about testing it and making sure that it works. Yeah. And that test meant a lot for you and Amanda and your family, right? That Absolutely. Scripture. Absolutely. It was uh, shortly after we had first started and um, both her and I kind of came up differently when it came to tithing and offering and philosophy. Um, and Amanda, actually, I believe you had talked with uh, Pastor Claire and, and Kathleen about that, and, and that came up in terms of that verse. Just test and see what happens. And so we tithed, and all of a sudden, I believe it was the next day or a couple days later, there was a, a check that came in. We didn't expect it, um, but it was miraculous. But it was the idea that, you know what, we understood the data and the information. We knew what we should do. We tested it, mm-hmm. and it proved to be successful. And yeah. it proved to be true and right. Yeah. And so it's amazing you think about it. We, we can't uh, pigeonhole what we think God wants to do in and through our lives. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's every part of the way that we walk, the way that we give, that we utilize our treasure, our time, and our talent. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm so, I was grateful when you were telling me about that because I, I think of you guys uh, in that way of just giving of your whole lives in that way. And to know that it started with a moment like that is so important for us to have seen that, that place in, in their lives. So, mm-hmm. so think about for just a, a moment what we've talked about and then give yourself a break. Um, <laughs> re- remember that the fruit of the Spirit is just that. It's the fruit of God's Holy Spirit. And the key is not how holy or how worthy you are, but how holy and worthy and wonderful God is. And are you willing to allow the Spirit of God to grow anew in you each and every day? So if you could, let's just close our eyes for a moment and let's think about the people in your life that you have had challenges with when it comes to love. And just for a moment in the silence of your own heart, ask God who the people are in your life that you know that you want to move more towards love with. Maybe it's to apologize to or have back in your life that you can be going towards love with them. And I know that's a lifelong process for some difficult moments for us, but know that God's goodness is helping us draw closer to love. And then if you can, maybe think about And if you want to just keep thinking about it in your mind, or maybe you're going to want to write it down, an example in the past week where you've displayed the fruit of God's Spirit in some way, and maybe it's been positive expression of love, or maybe it's been a lack of it. But know that God is with you. And as Pastor Claire talked about earlier, there's this thing called the examine or examine. And think about what are you most grateful for about that thing this week? And what are you least grateful for? And let's hold both of those up to God. We know that God is with us and it's God's spirit that we move in. 
And let's just say, God, we thank you for the difficult and for the joyful and just for the fact that you're with us. God, we give the things of our past week to you this morning. And we pray that you help us start anew. And it's in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and knowing that we can trust you this morning. And we're grateful to you, God. Amen. And so this can be a first step of a personal inventory for you and data that you can use in your transformation in God. And I know Pastor Scott and Pastor Claire even have an invitation for us in ways that we can grow in things this week. Yeah, well, you guys are awesome. (laughs) And actually, I didn't know that it was one in five families um, in the region that are... One in five children and one, one in five seven children, families. Yep. One in seven families that need food. And so I just want to say thank you to Crossroads for being a part of buying the food and serving the food. You know, I just, just, um, that just makes it ours, right? These are our neighbors. Yes. And, um, and when you think of 150 families, that is like several hundred people that every month are getting to shop here and pick up food for their home. And, um, and, and choose the food, too. Like, not here's your basket, we're giving you a, a hunk of cheese, and a, which is nice, too. I'm not saying that's not nice, but I am saying it, it, these are our neighbors. Yeah. And, and, um, and I, so anyway, I love you guys. You're awesome. Aren't they yeah. great together, oh, Ebony great. and Ivory, yeah. right here? We were yeah. going to sing that I don't know today. why we didn't sing that earlier. I don't know why we didn't sing that. We, um, I think Scott just wants to tell you really quickly one of, the, one of the great ways that we offer at Crossroads for you to do inventory and in a really loving atmosphere is through our Crossroads retreats. Yeah, and I, I love uh, really uh, what you guys brought to us today in talking about, you know, it's not enough just to bring an awareness, but then there needs to be some kind of actionable practice. Um, and. You know, maybe all of us or most of us have heard that saying before that, you know, there's no practice run at life, and we get that, but I do think there's a lot of practice in life at the same time. This isn't a practice life, but there's a lot of practice. We, we constantly are trying to bring um, an awareness and, a, and trying to be aware in our own lives, but then how do we practice for those moments when we do need to, as Matt was talking about, at work, for instance, we need to step up and maybe be patient with our coworker or whatever. Um, when it comes to spiritual development, it takes a lot of practice. Um, I'm, I'm, my life, I've been coaching or playing sports my whole life pretty much. And um, the thought of practice uh, for those moments where it's actionable, that game time comes, just makes so much sense to me. So in the same way, spiritual development requires not just an awareness of I need to develop, but I practice certain uh, disciplines and practices so that those places in life that become so critical where we need to show up, we're ready for it, that it takes practice. So that's really what the retreats are for, that we offer. It's for us. It's It's a great way for us to become aware of some practices that we can put in our own lives some rhythms that, will, that are really unique to each one of our lives 
that I can practice so that when I need to show up or you need to show up spiritually as a Christ follower, that we can do that. Uh, so we just, Claire and I highly recommend uh, the retreats because we just think that it imparts, as Kathleen said, I love the stuff Kathleen was saying, it just helps us show up in a way that we want to show up. And this is a lifelong journey. Yeah. Right. And so when you look at the time, 9 a.m. to 2.30, you think to yourself, are you serious? I am not sitting somewhere from 9 to 2.30 and listening to Scott and Claire talk incessantly. <laughs> and so what you need to know is it's not like that, right? All the people that are on retreat, it is not like that. What we do... Why are you it's flapping? It's kind of like... Yeah. <laughs> There's, so it's kind of, we give you a drill. You know, like if you're, a, if you're a basketball player, there are drills. Like you practice stuff. So you get taught the drill, and then you go off by yourself anywhere on the campus, indoors, outdoors, and you get to practice on your own. It's awesome. And then you come back, and you know, there are times when people share things, but you're never, you're never required. You could be silent from 9 to 2.30. Is it true, friends? You can be silent. And, and I love the fact that um, this is about showing up at game time. Mm -hmm. There is no way you are going to catch that pass if you haven't been practicing. So anyway, so it's just, it's our major discipleship tool. People will say, you know, well, how do we really help people grow in Christ? I have to tell you, these retreats, one of the things, this is our main discipleship tool, is we teach you prayer practices, ways to read scripture, ways to be with God, and then you take it into your real world. Mm -hmm. And there are, uh, you know, resources we give you throughout the quarter in between every a retreat that just, I'm telling you, you can't believe where it shows up that you need what you are encountering. If you guys want to go on our Facebook page or the website, you'll see our short little testimony. It's a four-minute video. The retreat saved my life. I wouldn't be standing here today if I hadn't started practicing retreats. I'm just telling you. I'd either be in a nursing home, uh, and I'm not kidding you. So I had a bad diagnosis, my friends, and if I didn't learn how to be still and hear God, and let God lead me, I wouldn't be standing here. So, and then Scott, he has another testimony. It's all about drills for him. So I've never been an athlete, don't get it, but I think he, he's right. So let's stand together. And we just want to bless you. We pray today that you guys will feel the wonder of God this week in every light and dark place, that you guys would feel the presence of God cheering you on. That even the Bible says that there's a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on. I pray that you hear the cloud of witnesses this week saying, look, you can look at the trends of your life. You can see what's been happening and hear the crowd cheering you on. Hear them saying, I'm with you. I'm with you. You've got what it takes to live this story and this story to be a story that glorifies God. So we bless you today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, who when you remain in God, you will bear much fruit of yes. the Holy Spirit. Have an awesome week, everybody. Give somebody a high five or a hug or something. Just tell them, have an awesome week. Have an awesome week.